Welcome to the Few Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Richie, Darren, and Mark. Hey, you know that check I was talking about getting you? I'll get it like sometime in 2019. <laughs> We're trying to help you grow those oranges, man. <laughs> and then they get angry or excited. Doesn't really matter which one, right? And and then they move on to a picture of their friend from high school just had another baby, right? Welcome back to the Few Podcast. Uh, my name is Darren. I'm here with Mark and Richie. And um, what do you guys think is the number one story of the week? Well, it could be that uh, the National Security uh, Agency is is spying on the number one conservative voice in the nation right now, trying to bring them down. Yeah, I saw that story, and I was kind of like, you know. You can make a lot of accusations and stuff. And the NSA has come out and said that they didn't do it. Obviously, they're going to say this. But, you know, it kind of all makes sense with the story that came out last week of how Tucker was, you know, he was given all the information to the, to, about Trump, mm-hmm. to all these other, all these other anchors. And why, why would they burn their source? Well, they probably didn't burn their source. The, somebody from the NSA leaked the texts and messages that Tucker had on his phone to this, this, this lawyer, the same law lo- or this journalist or, you know, in quotes, journalist, the same guy that released the, uh, the dirty dossier. He's oh, the same Gerbil's guy. Goebbels jr. Yeah. Same <laughs> dude. So, you know, we got this dirty dossier who he probably got from the NSA and you got, text messages you know because the story was like 18 different people corroborated this well you you really think that 18 different people were going to burn him no they have proof you know from tucker's text messages that he did well do we know that that's what the 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 context of the emails and the text messages were I don't. I don't know. I mean, nobody just, really knows because it's this, just this dude that wrote the story, and his was eighteen different. You know, journalists basically corroborated this. Well, you know, it's probably that's probably not it. He probably got the text messages from the NSA, and he read it. You know, that's how they found. That's how they got it. Because n- none of the none of the sources. Why would it? You know, it it wouldn't just come out one day that this guy found out that 18 different journalists told him this. I mean, well, it would come out in dribs and drabs. It would be one journalist did it, next journalist did it, third journalist did it. Well, or that story is completely false, too. I mean, so was the Steele dossier. I mean, we don't even know if Tucker was the source uh, of this Trump stuff. Uh, you know, it, it, it like we said last week, it could be a smear campaign to discredit him. And that would keep in line with if the NSA was uh, uh, tapping some of his some of his personal devices to try and find something to smear him with. So, I mean, it I mean, it could be that he's never been a source uh, of this Trump uh, of Trump disinformation um, and the NSA. Biden is using the NSA to to dig up uh, 
information on him to to try and discredit him even more because he has what is it three million? I mean, he's down from November, but what does he have like three million people uh, uh, watching him every single night? And how many more hundreds of thousands that catch him on YouTube and other other ways? So I mean, like, you know, you you don't have, um, you don't have, uh, you know, people. You know, it, it's an easy way to discredit anything that comes out about Biden. Just start taking out the big, the big. Um, uh, the big conservative voices, you know, next go after Dan Bongino since he took over Rush Limbaugh and then go after, I mean, they're already going after Steven Crowder and they're, and they're trying to shut him up and trying to kick him off of YouTube. Um, which I mean, he has what 5 million people who download his videos every single day when all in total, um, you know, I mean, mug, mug club is a big source of his income, but but YouTube is where he gets his biggest reach. And and so then they try to kick him off of that show or kick him off of that platform. Um, you know, so, I mean, if, if I'm taking a step back and looking at all this, it, it looks to me like they're just trying to, to get rid of the big voices. So, I mean, it's a perfect time to invest in a small podcast like ours to get your news from. <laughs> Right, Rich? Tell them where to that, find it. <laughs> that is correct. The Fewcast. <laughs> Brought to you by... Still waiting for that. Yeah, yeah. Insert sponsor here. <laughs> well, didn't they kind of come after... Uh, who's the other um, big one that's still... Bill O'Reilly, didn't he get attacked a few years ago for sexual harassment or something? Yeah, yep. And that's what got him kicked off of whatever show he was on. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. He He's still on the radio. They have the O'Reilly update every day at like 12 or 11.45 on the local radio station. It's And he's always got good points on there. It's It's an interesting to listen to. And, and Bill O'Reilly has has is probably the most centrist uh, guy out there. You know, I mean, I know he talks about the no spin, and maybe he leans a little bit to the right, but he he's pretty straight down the line. Uh, but yet, yeah, he was get he got a big following. He 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 warned people about Obama and things that Obama was doing, and then pretty soon. Somebody comes forward, which he had always denied, and his career is gone. And you know, it's, it that seems to be a recurring pattern with this. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think they're just—he's just a big target too for you know, um, for people to go after, especially a conservative yeah. target. You know, kind of like Tucker is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I and I'm and I'm not saying you're wrong, Darren, because you might absolutely be right. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's exactly where that story came from. But I mean, if I mean, I think it can also make sense too that you know, and and you probably are right. You're much smarter than I am. Uh, but but what, what was that? I'm sorry. What'd you say? <laughs> um, 
but but uh, you know, I, I'm just thinking that you know, if you step back and and look at it, uh, it looks like to me that it might be you know misinformation uh, and trying to smear him and trying to discredit him, get his base to abandon him, and then discredit him with everybody else, and so no long he's no longer a threat. Well, one thing I've noticed out of all these stories is there's no there's not really a there's not really anything there. I mean, they they don't really go into specifics saying what he actually like <clears throat> said, like in these text messages, and it could just be you know they're trading information. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if journalists trade information that they're not going to run with, yeah, or try to corroborate stuff. It could just be he's corroborating stuff, you know, like hey. Um, you know, Brian Stelter, are you going to do this story about how, you know, what's his face was jacking off in front of the screen? What? what I don't know. What the hell Jeffrey Tubin. Jeffrey Tubin was Tubin. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, maybe that's why he was talking to him and, you know, maybe, maybe they had some other angle that they were going after, but you, you, you know, there's not really a whole lot there. It's just, you know, it's like, the the stuff they come up with really isn't the that I read or read before. I can't remember exactly what it said, but it really wasn't that. It's not like he's going after Trump. He's just like, I don't know. It just seemed their attack, their angle of attack was stupid. I, you know, the whole thing is Tucker's giving information on Trump, not saying what it's given information on him. They just Tucker's giving information like to damage him, mm-hmm. and you know it sounds. It sounds, it's it's probably one of those things where there's a grain of truth, right? You know, kind of like any what what any politician says, there's a there's a grain of truth to it, but it's mostly a lie. So it's probably what it is. There's a grain of truth to it. Tucker's probably texting with other journalists because he used to work for MSNBC. He, I'm pretty sure he used to work for newspapers and stuff like that. I was CNN. He used to work for. He was on Crossfire. He used to work for CNN and MSNBC. So, yeah, he probably keeps in touch with these people. So, you know, there's a grain of truth to it, but it's probably mostly a lie. You know, he's not actually giving information on Trump. Or or what he's giving is just, you know, you know, benign information that really it's not really that big of a deal. And it's pretty, you know, he might be doing it for in exchange for other information on stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. it just seems it just seems like this is their playbook, you know, right? I mean, it's the same thing with the Trump uh, comment uh, at the Normandy ceremony, where uh, you know, w- which it's been debunked now, but there was a false claim uh, saying that uh, he told Bolton that all the all the people that died there were suckers and losers. Um, yeah, and, and the grain of truth is he was there with Bolton, but and Bol- <laughs> but Bolton said he never said that. Yeah, and Bolton hates Trump. He's a never Trumper. Uh so it's not like he had any reason to say no, he you know that he did say that or didn't say that, you know, but Bolton came out and said I was there. He never said anything like that. Um and never said anything to me. So this is this to me looks like a lie, but they never but they don't play that. All they say is, "Oh, Trump said this." And they get that in the news cycle for 24 hours. And then, and then, never come back to it. Yeah, how'd that work out for you, Bolton? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I miss seeing you on the news every night. 
How'd that work out for you? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So sounds like uh, a bunch of kids sewed their hands together at the Nike plant. Wait, what? No, it's allegedly. It's, it's a joke. It's a joke. Don't you remember Grand Theft Auto Three? Oh, on Chatterbox. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I was like, that wasn't the story I heard <laughs> this week. <laughs> My friend Timmy sewed his hands together, and yesterday I made a dollar. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but no, the the CEO came out. With a bold statement and said that Nike is for China and is of China. Uh, well, I mean, you got all them cheap th- cheap shoes from that uh, death camp um, for that the, that they put the Uyghurs in, allegedly. No, they were used for the Mulan movie. <laughs> no, but they seriously they they're making American goods the Uyghur camps like the oh, Chinese. Really? They have concentration camps mm. where they just work the Uyghur people to basically to death, you know, and and they, I mean, nobody nobody's doing anything about it. Yeah. So well, and they're make they're making American goods. And and does, go rich. What does LeBron know about that? Or <laughs> I mean, he's a, he's a pretty was, big act. I feel like he's a pretty big activist, so he'll he'll take care of that, right? It's Richie, Richie. It's in the book that he was reading. The only problem is it's on page three. Oh, page oh. three. Oh. Still hasn't got past that first page. Well, he gets <laughs> he gets stuck on the word forward. He doesn't yeah. know what that means. Yeah. Uh, or pass. He doesn't know what that means either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, the, the the um the the thing about this yeah is in that i mean yeah you have lebron james who's talking about activism here and then you know they ask him to take a stand against china and it's oh no why would i no well because they're paying you millions and millions of dollars like and aren't you a nike spokesman like you know and it it is really so interesting to me of how we have, you know, we talked about John Cena a couple of weeks back. Um, Disney um, is too afraid to, 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 you know, they change up their movies for how they're packaged to go over to China just to make them happy about things. And, and um, yeah, I mean, I mean, we have a, we know that, that there are these camps where they take the children away from their parents and tell them you have no parents now. The Chinese Communist Party is mother and father to you. Yeah, and then they make them recite it mm-hmm. over and over and over again. So they're brainwashing these kids. Yeah. So, and and nobody wants to do anything about it. And I don't understand why we don't just go over there and pick a fight. It's like Children of the Corn, but it's Children of the Red. I don't know. <laughs> We need to, yeah. I I think China is going to collapse. I don't think that they can sustain what they're doing because people are going to get pissed off eventually. I mean, they're basically capital. I mean, they're they're turning capitalist because you you know the most popular thing to buy in China is an iPhone. Like, if you buy an iPhone, you're cool in China. 
Yeah. So eventually they're going to, they're probably going to end up, you know, turning on the government because the government is going to try to strangle them a little bit more and a little bit more. And hopefully they turn. And not only that, but their population is getting old because they stupidly didn't let them reproduce. So every two people, you know, two old people now, there's one young person. So they can't really, what are they going to do? They're going to work everybody till they're 100? Well, they'll probably just do another pandemic and then um, <laughs> people seem to just follow whatever the government tells them. Yeah. Even even here in America, sadly. Yeah. Like, you don't even need to think about it, bro. There's a C- CDC that will tell you what to do. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, that's what is that idiot's name? Thing. Fauci? No, uh, the guy that said that. Oh, like, I don't know. Yeah, that? it was some some celebrity. They yeah. they don't get paid to think. Yeah, uh, that was the exact quote. Did you hear about that, Rich? No, I guess I didn't. Yeah, he he was bad mouthing some. Uh, well, uh, Stephen Crowder. He was bad mouthing Stephen Crowder. Uh, for for talking about the mask mandate, and he was like, "Bro, you don't even need to think about it. Like, there's a CDC, and they tell you what to do." It sounds like a uh, a Baldwin brother. <laughs> yeah, not Billy. Billy's the good one, I think. Or mm. Stephen. I don't know. One of them's conservative. Stephen's the weakest. He needs the most milk. That's funny though, because like in the early '90s, uh. What was it Billy Baldwin, the one that was in Biodome and and I can't remember, but he was like the one that was famous, and <laughs> Alec was the one that nobody cared about. Yeah. Uh, my how times have changed. You know, I re- the the one movie that I really liked, South Park, bigger, longer, uncut. I really liked the part where they bombed the Baldwins. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so what's this travel ban? Like, I don't uh, for California. What what's going on with that? Because I don't understand. What does what does what does it mean for a state to ban travel to another state? So basically, what California is doing is is they are banning the government sanction of travel to a state. So if somebody from the government needs to travel, they cannot go to one of the one of the listed states. One of them is South Dakota, I believe, like North Dakota, Florida, Florida. Texas. Yeah. It's a bit... You can hear the people from Cal- or South Dakota just cheering loudly. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> well, they need to add Texas because I guess the people of Austin are getting sick of the people from California coming there. Yeah. Well, you guys follow uh, JP Sears at all? Uh-uh. He's a, com- he's a conservative comedian. You you probably seen a video of his or two, but he did a video about Austin. It's it's pretty funny. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Well, I mean, they I know that they're selling those shirts that says "Don't California my Texas." Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know why they would even <clears throat> need to travel. I think this is another one of those "look at me" things. But like, I mean, all the plane tickets are just the people from. You know the the people who own businesses in California looking for a place to relocate to. That's where all the plane tickets are going. So what does the government need need for it? They need to 
I mean, it's not like they're going to fly to Florida and figure out how to fix their state. I mean, what would they need to travel for? Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. some sort of business, I suppose, you know. Or conference. Oh, yeah, like a con- that's what I meant, like a conference type deal. Yeah, like I was going to say, um, like a police convention, maybe a firefighters convention or something. But normally they'll go to Hawaii for something like that during COVID when there's yeah. travel restrictions on everyone else. Or for, or the French Laundry. Yeah. Like Gavin Newsom. Going to have a party for my lobbyist buddy. Oh, what a snake. Speaking of California leaving, I heard on the radio the other day they were talking about um, people leaving certain states, you know, and it, of course they're all liberal states. And it's all, oh, you know, it's just, it's COVID. You know, people are, are, are looking at, you know, where they live more now. and and um you know and and weather weather patterns and stuff i'm thinking no it's because they're all these places that they're leaving are are liberal and all the places they're going are are uh conservative well yeah and and not only that but if you're gonna live in los angeles there's a chance that blm could come and burn down your house Mm -hmm. or really royally screw up your day or you could move to rural Minnesota, or you could move to rural South Dakota, or rural Florida, or rural Texas, and you could work from home now because everybody's doing that, especially if you got any amount of money. Most likely, you got a job where you can work from home. So you can live wherever the hell you want. So you can go, you can move from, you know, Los Angeles, where you pretty much can't get your kids an education unless you're in private school, and you can move to, rural Minnesota where the schools are probably the best in the nation. And, you know, or, you know, and you can, you, you know, your and your hundred grand that you were making in California gets you a two bedroom apartment where a hundred grand that you make in, you know, rural Minnesota gets you a five bedroom house. Yeah. You know, or, that for a year. Or so you bought a salary, you buy the house. Yeah. Or you bought a bungalow for in in California for one point two million dollars. You sell it for one point four million dollars, um, and now you can, with the profits from that alone, you can buy a beachfront property in Florida. Well, yeah, but it may collapse. Oh, too, too soon. soon. <laughs> too soon. soon. They're still doing the search, man. <laughs> it's more. Jeez. I don't know if it's really a search. It's more like a. Uh... Uh, discovery or what do you call it? Uh, I don't think anybody's still alive. Reco- recovery, recovery. recovery. Yeah. Well, did yeah, you hear? Oh, go rich. No, I was just gonna say it's too bad. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys hear about the? Uh, I guess there was a lady on the phone with her husband, and she was like, um, "I haven't heard the audio, but I guess uh, somebody has it out there where." Um, she was talking she was talking to him about um the pool is sinking in and then the collapse happened oh really yeah so 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 she was oh let's let's rewind that so she was on the phone with her husband and it was being recorded well uh, yeah i'm guessing the nsa got it uh really i mean were they getting a divorce i mean was he trying to incriminate her or something or maybe maybe it, maybe it's him talking about it. You know, I don't know exactly. Like I said, I'm I'm hearing this secondhand, mm-hmm. or I heard this secondhand. But supposedly, he was on the phone with her, and 
all of a sudden the she she started talking about how the pool was sinking into the ground and then the collapse happened. Jeez. Yeah. Well, that doesn't sound. I mean, well, I guess I don't know where the pool was at. Maybe the pool is actually on part of the building, but like if the pool is sinking next to the condo, you would think that maybe it's got more to do with like a sinkhole or something. Right? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I you know they showed that I was I saw pictures of it and there's like some of the concrete is like rotting around the around the pool equipment i'm like come on that's not going to take an entire building like that down it's got to be something different i mean those things are so those things are so highly engineered i mean the rebar alone would hold that thing up i would think but yeah there's there's probably more to the story there's probably like a sinkhole or something underneath it which is probably worse of a situation it's probably i mean if i was in the neighboring buildings i'd probably be like yeah, I'd, I'd rather it be that, that that they really screwed up when they put it up, not that this hole could appear underneath my condo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, didn't, well and, would, didn't they say that the that the building had been sinking too? Well, see, and that's just it. Maybe maybe it was like a a long a long term. Um, you know, it slowly been sinking, and then all of a sudden, you know, that pressure of everything just finally finally snapped. You know, well, yeah, it's probably like something in the middle, like some something in the middle probably gave way. Like some, finally, one of the one of the beams probably broke or got enough tension where the concrete could no longer hold it up, and then that just just chain reaction at that point. Yeah, but you would it think went down quick. Yeah, you would think that the stress would just show it. Uh, you you would think you'd see it, like it would start to like cave. You know, like in, like in a house when a beam starts to go. Like the mm-hmm. house just doesn't collapse. You can see the you can see the ceiling start to, you know, cave or you know, kind of bow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just really surprised that they didn't see something like that. Anyway, but yeah, so California they they don't want they don't want they don't want to pay for people to travel to the states where people actually can earn a living and live freely and you know make their own choices in life. I guess. You must stay so, here in the dark. Yeah. So, so one of the things that I've just found out about, pro- probably because I guess, I, I don't know why this this came up recently, but so the U.S. women's soccer team complaining about how they didn't make as much as men, and you know, I just kind of dismissed it, just because nobody watches the women U.S. women's soccer team, because why would you? But I mean, why would you watch the men? I guess that's beside the point. But you know, um, but like, so they're complaining that they don't get paid as much as the men, and this is a huge deal, I guess, to everybody. Well, it came out the the judge last year in 2020 dismissed the lawsuit where they sued be, for the Equal Pay Act, I guess, because they do the same thing as the men. They have to get paid the same. Well, the judge dismissed it because the women, the women's team, got paid more than the men. Hmm. Because like their entire their their full compensation was actually more than the men's compensation. And this has got got to do with a lot of things, but I mean, the so balls paying- on these girls. <laughs> so. So the base pay was lower, but the overall compensation was higher. 
Well, yeah, they had so they had like benefits and stuff that were added on because most of the men that played on the uh, U.S. you know men's uh, World Cup team or whatever, mm-hmm. they women or men's national team they um, they didn't need any benefits because most of them actually played soccer professionally somewhere else, whereas the women didn't. So they had all these benefits like healthcare and they had like paid leave. So if they get pregnant, they basically still get paid. And they they chose like a higher salary versus a higher um per game. So like the men's team, they got paid more if they won. And they got paid more per game if they played a game. So the women's team chose the higher, you know, annual salary not based upon how many games they played or won. Well, they won the World Cup, so they should have gotten paid. They would have gotten paid more had they, you know, had the right contract. Well, the judge in this case basically looked at it and said, well, okay, so the the women's team were offered the same exact deal that the men got, but they rejected it for this other deal. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, you guys chose this contract. You could have had the exact same thing that the men had, but you chose not to have the men's contract, and you chose to get all these other, all this other crap that the men didn't get. And not only that, but you played more games, so therefore you got, you even got paid more, like on a per year basis, or your total compensation was more. So, I, like, what are you crying about? Well, yeah, that's because they chose not to take that deal. Had yeah. they chose the men's deal, they would have gotten paid even more. Yeah, but they decided I mean, not to. This is the whole thing with the with the equal pay thing, you know, where they're like, "Oh, women only get paid seventy five cents on the dollar for every dollar that a man makes," you know, and and that's and it's simply not true. It's just fuzzy numbers, like they do with this, right? So, I mean, I'm sure that they put in this lawsuit and they said, "Well, hey, we got paid less per game." And then they they go okay, but you got paid more yearly. You got paid more based off of the men's U.S. team. Yeah, but we didn't get paid more than you know the Spain's Spain's national team. They can't. Okay. They can't. They can't complain about that though, because I mean every national team gets paid differently. Well, yeah, but I mean that's what I'm saying though. Is is like in Spain, soccer is is like the the country's sport, you know, like in Spain and France, Brazil, um, you know, like that is the most popular sport in that country, you know? Um, but, you know, they'll draw comparisons. So, I mean, they're drawing comparisons that, that they're apples and oranges, right? Um, you know, and they'll say, well, you know, the women's world cup got paid less for a TV deal than the men's world cup. Well, yeah, because the men's world cup is like, I think it's something ridiculous, like 2.8 billion people watch it because it's the it's almost the rest of the world besides the United States, and the United States still pulls in some decent numbers. Uh, but but the women's is like 800 million across the world, which again is still a really high number. But but uh, but it's also um, you know a lot higher in the U.S. You know. Um, compared to the rest of the world so i mean it's just it they they try to get fuzzy with the math and they try to they try to skew things just like all statistics and all of these studies they they don't tell you the actual true outcomes they just try to say 
Well, look at this. We got paid less than the men's French team. What's that all about? Ten times the ten times the people watching it, or I, I guess that would be it. Well, it kind of shocked me is is they got pay like there's a certain amount of their pay that's due for winning, which is mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Which is, I mean, they won the World Cup I think the last time they had it, so that would make sense that they made that they would have gotten paid more in the men's deal. But that's not that's that's their own damn fault. They they chose not to take it. Yeah. So, I mean, dum dums. It's not, yeah. it's not, I mean, you had the exact same deal. You could have had the exact same deal as the men, but you chose not to take it. And it's, well, it's nobody not- else's fault, but your own. And that was exactly what the judge said. And, and it was, it was, um, the lawsuit was thrown out on summary judgment, which basically means that you have absolutely no case. This is nothing. This is less than nothing. Again. And they're not being dumb. They're just being deceitful and manipulative. Yeah, they're, they're doing, it's PR. It's just a PR yep. case. You know, so it, I don't know. I, I, it's just another one of those stupid things. Oh, and along those same lines, I guess there was a lawsuit that, that the women of Google brought to, uh, they, they, I guess they sued Google for equal pay and discrimination. And when the lawsuit was finally settled, they figured out that the women were actually getting paid more than the men that worked at Google probably for diversity inclusion reasons. So the men actually, I, I, the result of the lawsuit caused the men to get a raise. Yeah, that's nice. funny. That's hilarious. Did you guys see that Megan Rapinoe is the subway girl now? Mm-hmm. Which means I'm probably never going to eat another sub sandwich from them again. Well, Which, which doesn't bother me because they're not that great anyways, but... I was gonna say, have you been uh, seeing the news? Like their tuna isn't tuna, and their bread isn't bread. I don't think anyone should be eating there. Yeah. <laughs> do, do they do, do they just try to find the dumbest people that they can to endorse? I mean, they had Jared, the the sixteen year old pervert, you know, for the longest time. Yeah, they should really fire their PR team. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here, here's this guy. He lost a whole bunch of weight, and he likes to have sex with 16-year-olds. Let's hire him. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of, that reminds me of that South Park where they it was the Jared has AIDS episode of South Park, and that's why he was losing losing the weight, which is which is hilarious. But there's actually a diet product in like the late 70s, early 80s that was called AIDS. Oh, jeez. All right. It's it's cool, but yeah, look for the commercials. They're pretty hilarious. I mean, they're not hilarious as in they're just normal commercials, but they're just in the context of what was going to happen about five years after that. Yeah, pretty bad. Pretty hey, bad. while we're while we're talking about court cases here, real quick, did you guys also see that um, they couldn't press any charges uh, uh, against Trump uh, for his uh, his uh, what what business was it? Was it a charity? Yeah, I think the Trump Foundation. Yeah. The only thing that they could find is is that I guess one of the one of the, um, the CFO, CFO. Yeah, got a CFO. bonus. Got a bonus and the right he might not have put it to the right tax code uh, for the bonus. And so after everything and and how much they were searching through this, trying to pin something on Trump, and then they released that they might pursue criminal charges 
only to come out and say, well, the CFO once got a bonus uh, and he might not have claimed it correctly on his taxes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, and, they, they, if there was anything there, they would have went after him. But, you know, that's why they're subpoenaing his taxes. Yeah. That's how that's how they got got his tax returns is they subpoenaed him. But you knew there was nothing there. I mean, the guy the guy has a hundred accountants. You think that he's going to cheat? I mean, he's he's like the he's enemy number one. You think that he's really going to cheat? Yeah. I mean, you want to go out. You, you know what's worse than the mob? It's the IRS. I mean, if they want to get you, they'll get you. And if you're liberal, they don't want to get you. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But. And another court case, I guess, that we had today is uh, Cosby got released. Oh, yeah. Cosby. And uh, I saw that his former co-worker, the gal that played his wife on the show, I can't remember what her name is. Alicia uh, Rashad. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yep. there you go. That's Yeah, that's Ahmad Rashad's wife, isn't it? I think so. Or sister? Oh. I think, I think yeah. it's his ex-wife. Or his, I think it was his wife at the time. Yeah, but she came out and oh, what a you know, what a great day! Uh, an injustice has been <laughs> right. It's like, <laughs> did you listen to what he did? I mean, <laughs> well, I you know, I'm not going to defend him, but he basically the, the the prosecutor basically made him a deal, and then she then they went back on it, and then well, they didn't go back on it. the The predecessor went back on it. No, but so, there was a written deal. So here's what happened. So there was a written deal that was made, and then and then basically they they lost it. They lost the deal. Oh, where did the deal go? And then um, after, so basically, the, so basically, what happened was somebody the the girl sued him in civil court to to get money, and you know Cosby was going to invoke the Fifth Amendment because anything that he said. Could be used against him in a court of law. Well, the, well, the the prosecutor basically said, "Okay, well, we won't we won't charge you no matter what you say in this. So here's your immunity." And then they lost the immunity. Oh, I forgot to file that. I forgot to file. Yeah, I, I lost it. Dog ate my homework. Yeah. So then, so then they 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 go after him, and then they find this immunity thing. Like they're like, "Oh no, there is an actual immunity thing." And then I don't know if they basically said, well, you know, you can't have immunity for this or, you you know, this this agreement's null and void because um, of the nature of the crime that well, we allege. And the only evidence that we have of this is because you said it in your in this deposition. Yeah. And then and so then it goes to Pennsylvania Supreme Court and they're like, yeah, we can't really do this because if we do do this, that means that pretty much nobody's ever going to take an immunity deal in this state ever again. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is, I, 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 I agree. I, I agree with you, Richie, right? Like it, it's a horrible, horrible thing that he did. Um, you know, he, he should be punished for it. Um, but you know, we still have to follow the letter of the law and, and, and have us a, you know, have a situation where when you're dealing with a prosecutor, right, that um, uh, that that if they tell you, hey, we're we're not going to charge you for 
these two crimes if you admit to this lesser crime. And, and so then you admit to the lesser crime, and then all of a sudden they say, well, now we are going to put on 30 years now that you confessed. Well, wait a second. <laughs> you know, that's... Um, you know, I we we have to ha- we have to follow due process. Otherwise, we're no different than China or Russia or any of those places. Yeah, I mean, I understand that, but the fact that people are coming out and defending him, oh like yeah, he's, like he's a great human being. I mean, and you wonder why people look down on you. I mean, like Darren keeps saying. You want to get rid of Q, then quit giving them reasons to be around. Right here is a reason. You yeah, because, yeah, because everyone, I mean, there was plenty of evidence to say that he was guilty, but then all of a sudden they decide to give him immunity to confess to it. And I don't know why they couldn't find any evidence that he had actually done this before. Um, you know, it seemed, you know, I don't know if they, if the judge threw out, you know, other cases against him but yeah the idea that somebody's gonna say that oh a good man was released today no he's a convicted rapist but he also he also has tons of people who have come out and have given pretty much the exact same story that he used his power to to um over them or he would give them a drink and they would wake up later after being assaulted i mean I mean, it. I don't think it, there's anyone in their in their right mind that thinks that he was an innocent man in all this. What I don't understand is like, how long ago was this? Because they said, or the the uh, complaint said that she got a quaalude. I mean, didn't those things get banned in like the eighties? Yeah. Well, not gun- Hollywood man. people. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, guns are banned in Chicago, but there's a shooting every day. Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't make them anymore. I don't know. Like on uh, Wolf of Wall Street, they had they, they had quail, I and mean, this is supposedly in like 88, and they had quaaludes that had been banned like 10 years ago. I don't hmm. know. But anyway, so Walls' emergency powers are gone? Yeah, the Minnesota... Yeah. Oh, cool. No, he he's uh he's relinquishing them. <laughs> yeah. I oh, know. I, I no, that's not how it happened. Was it Walls? Huh? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I, I I was gonna say WCCO puts a headline out there that Walls pushes for his emergency powers to end. So you click on the link and then you read it, and they say the legislative stripped Walls of his of his powers, emergency powers. After after unanimous uh, consent that he should no longer have them. Yep, but you know, just just like when he didn't show up for the or when he showed up to the fishing opener two hours early to to get there before the the crowd showed up. You know, you got to make it look good. I, I hope that I hope that one Minnesota gets a Republican governor eventually, but that I'm gonna guess that'll probably never happen. But if it does happen they can um, basically get rid of this law because it won't happen under a Democrat because the Democrats are going to always want this emergency powers bullshit. But if a governor gets in there or if a Republican gets in there, they can say the governor can be like, yeah, you should guys should get rid of these emergency powers. And of course the Democrats are going to be all for it and half the Republicans will. And then, then we'll get rid of that crap. And 
And I mean, I can see emergency powers being needed if a foreign country was invading or um, there was massive flooding and, and, and items needed to be, you know, items needed to be done quickly. Um, but again, we have to learn our lessons from history. Walls should have relinquished these powers. Uh, what a year ago? Well, you can't you can't have an emergency powers that orders somebody to not be able to earn a living. Yeah, that's just insane. Yeah, I mean, and then you can pick and choose what who gets to earn a living. So all of a sudden, one day, if you get pissed off at the highway patrol, you can just be like. Well, you know, my emergency powers say that you guys are all white supremacists, so we're going to go ahead and shut you guys down. Yeah. Because of an well, infiltration of white supremacists. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I mean, he he immediately abused those powers. I mean, it's 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 just the case of he started using that money for other things outside of COVID because he was saying that it was a health crisis. When when you say that racism is a health crisis, uh, I think that's a bridge too far, you know. Yep. I mean, you oh, can that. you can say anything. Oh. You could do global warming. Mm-hmm. What were you saying, yeah. Rich? Well, just that, and then you know he he's changed the rules. They had four freaking funerals for George Floyd. You know, meanwhile, Monpa died, and you you can't have anybody there. You just got to bury him. You know. <laughs> well, and, yeah. And it's okay to it's 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 not okay to gather if you're gonna gather for an outdoor funeral. But if you want to go ahead and march through the streets for George Floyd and maybe wreck up the place or burn down a a police station, go ahead and do that. Yeah, and Walsh, he's Mister Gavin Newsom here. He's pushing, he's pushing, he's pushing for the freaking California emissions here. Meanwhile, he drives a 1969 International Scout. <laughs> Which gets probably eleven miles per gallon and has no freaking um, emissions on it whatsoever. So. Well, and all the catalytic converters have been stolen from cars up in Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah. There's no catalytic converter on that Scout. I wonder if it still uses lighted gasoline. It, yeah, it probably does. Well, lighted gasoline to, is better. He has to fly it in from Canada. <laughs> Well, no, they use lighted gasoline in airplanes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so uh, pretty much all, pretty much all like prop planes use lighted gasoline. I don't know why it is. I think it's because it's, uh, I think it's lubricating and it's just better for the engine. But anyway, so yeah, airplanes are allowed to still use lighted gasoline. At least they were like five years ago. Yep. So what do we what, what what's this about Scotty Pippen I hear? Well, Scotty come out and said that um Phil Jackson is a racist because he wanted uh Tony Kukoc to make that or to take the shot in um the ninety four playoffs and that's when Scotty took himself out of the game because he didn't want to be the guy uh um passing the ball in he wanted to be the guy shooting and what else i guess phil jackson wrote a book about kobe bryant that exposed him for something 
I don't even know what it was. It, he just said he wrote a book about him, and then he he left the Lakers, and he came back and and coached him again. I mean, he's he's trying to stay relevant because he's broke because he, he he signed a horrible contract and spent all of his money like an idiot, and and now he's trying to stay relevant. So multiple bad contracts too, um, which yeah. I I never understood how they could not pay him. I mean, he is what would you say? Well, Top 20, top 10 players of all time? Yeah, but Reinsdorf, the owner of the Bulls, said, when you put that ink on that paper, you do not come back to my office. It's it's over. Yeah. There's no there's no negotiating after you sign it. And so he signed that first contract. It was like seven years for $9 million or something like that. It was a ridiculously low contract um, for professional sports i guess um and ryan Surf said we're done you know this you, you're playing for me for seven years you know and and he never never got another contract from from the bulls so well i mean yeah it's 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 true i mean it i i agree with that you know like once you sign that contract i hate players who you know they sign that contract and then and then they come back two years later and they're like, well, I'm I'm playing a lot better. Oh yeah, but you could also have blown out your knee the first game and I would have still had to pay it. So and and then he came out and said, um, well, then they asked him, well, you know, Michael passed the ball to Steve Kerr in the '97 Finals and Kerr made it and the Bulls won. So you know, why is it Michael making a big deal out of it? He goes, oh, that was all pre-planned. Uh, Michael knew that the con- or that the cameras were right there, so he he played along because he knew there was going to be a documentary in, in you know twenty years, and it it was just a way for Michael to make more money. Are you serious? That's what he said. Yeah, yeah, he said that basically Michael had hired those camera that camera crew to be there, so because he he knew he was going to make a documentary one day, and that's what you know we saw that documentary what was that about a year ago now. Yeah. Uh, Last Dance. Which, yeah, The Last Dance, which was a great documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Scotty came out and was, was saying that that Michael, you know, had no problem with with Steve Kerr making that shot because he he knew they were videotaping him, basically. Well, were they also videotaping it when he passed it to John Paxson in the 1993? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Jordan's a great... Great businessman, I guess. He, he's yeah. way ahead of us, way out there. Yeah, he's thinking 30, 40, 50 years in the road, uh, you know, down the road, you know. Yeah. Better make this look good from just in case I got to come back. I mean, like, the whole thing of it is, you, you know, you're passing it to a guy to take the shot that you know is a good um, long-range shooter, and you are the target because they all think that, you're, they're going to pass it to Pippen or pass it to Jordan, right? And so then you pass it out to Paxson or Kukoc or, or Kerr, and wow, that's the triangle offense. Like, if you're going to double up on my main guy, guess what? I'm going to kill you on the outside with the, with this long-range shooter. Well, and I, I think it's been pretty well documented that Jordan only cared about winning, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, he cares about money too. But um, when it comes down to it, 
I mean, he wanted to win, and it it's why he was great is because he he was so angry about any person that did him wrong one time. He he never forgot, and he and he made sure that they they remembered it. You know that they remembered him because and of I, it. So, and I took that personally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's exactly right. Yeah. So. Kind of makes me makes you think that maybe Scotty Pippen's the racist in all of this because he didn't want a no. white guy to take the shot. No, can't be. Mm. I I just read a quote here, like right before we came on, that said, "Minorities cannot be racist because they're the minority. You you have to have power to be a racist, and the only so, people that have the only people that have power are are white people because we're in the the majority." So I that, think this might be the first time that a black person was racist then because Scottie Pippen had enough power to take himself out. No. Nah. Well, but, that, but yeah, that, that, that quote right there is them. People are trying to change the, the definition of racism so that you can push a, push this uh, CRT stuff and, and say, well, you know, it can't be racist because they didn't have the power. It's like that. It's like that um, one dude. Um, I guess he's like a TikTok star, and he's and like he 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 looks like a Stephen Avery replacement, you know. And he's like, you can't have, you know, you know, communism and fascism and racism. They're all ism words. That means that means it's a system, you know. Uh, and, and that's what that means. And I'm like, uh. No, that's that's not what that means. That's not the etymology of uh, of ism, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I Scotty Pippen, I've heard, is just one of the biggest douchebags in sports history. So, you know, I heard that he used to autograph his shoes and throw them into a crowd to watch people fight over him after games. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that documentary kind of talked about that too and when he realized down you know that he signed that bad contract he started you know being a little bitch and he was confrontational on the bus and and made you know made life hell and jordan of course tried to keep it all held together because he wanted to win um so yeah he's I mean, his wife cheated on him a bunch of times. I mean, she, he probably had it coming. He's probably a dick to her, too. Well, it's like, it's like you know what? You're getting paid $9 million. I, you know, I get it. It's $9 million over seven. You're already making more money than most people will ever make in their lifetime. Um, and, and you are um, never having to work again in your life. You know what I mean? Like, calm down. Well, plus he had a, a a deal with Nike. I mean, he had some pretty sweet shoes there for a while. I'm sure yeah. he made good money off that too. So, no, I heard that uh, he took the he took the um, manufacturer's deal, so they were paying him like five cents an hour. Oh, is that what they were? Well, okay. <laughs> He's yeah, just a bad businessman. <laughs> well, I know when I when I went to go buy shoes when I was a kid, I always wanted the Pippins. The oh, Pippins. Oh, that's why you gotta take a low shot, Darren. 
<laughs> Did any? What were the shoes called? Were they actually called the Pippins? They were called the Number Twos. <laughs> number Twos. Were they brown? Yeah. <laughs> they right. fell. They fell apart. They fell apart in June too. Wow. Oh. <laughs> so, um, kind of a follow up to a story. Well, we were talked about last week where it's kind of weird how. There was a bunch of unindicted co-conspirators that happened at the January 6th uh, protest. Well, it seems like one of them happens to be the guy who created or is one of the higher-ups and was instrumental in creating the Oath Keepers, which is a um, kind of a paramilitary... I guess they, they define it as a paramilitary group kind of like a militia in the United States. I don't know if I would call him that. But this guy has been in a, in a couple of different things where he's been instrumental in whipping up a frenzy. If if anybody remembers the the Bundys um in the federal land thing where they were having a standoff with the federal land officials probably like yeah. 5 or 6 years ago. Mhm. And and then it ended with I think um one of the people getting arrested and I think somebody got shot because I, the feds did some weird stuff. It was a gun thing. I don't I know exactly how I can't remember exactly how it went down, but he was in the middle of this and he never got charged or he got a slap on the wrist. And now it comes out that he was one of the guys that was kind of getting all the oath keepers involved, getting them to the January 6th thing, basically telling them to, you know, He's like spreading all this stuff, you know, like Trump needs us to get in there and and overthrow the Capitol because of this, that and the other thing. We can't wait till he leaves office because it's going to be a lot easier if you do we do it before he leaves office. So on January 6th, we need to do this. And FBI has got all this information, doesn't do a damn thing about it. NSA and the FBI don't do anything about it because they they got all of these, you know, they got all of these communications that this is what's going to go on. And they just let him do it. But you got this guy and, you know, he's he's instrumental. He's like one of the people that started the Oath Keepers. And he's like one of the higher ups. But he's not charged. They, did, they didn't confiscate anything from him. Like they took his iPhone for like five minutes. And they didn't raid his house. They basically just let him get away with all of it. And it kind of makes you wonder why. Why did he just not get any... He didn't get charged. He didn't. They didn't raid him. I mean, he—he's well, he, the guy. I thought everybody involved is a is a terrorist, like one of the worst people ever. Like he should be in solitary confinement, not being allowed to talk to to other prisoners, shouldn't he? Well, yeah, but un- unless maybe you're actually, you know, working for the FBI or the DOJ and. And the whole time you were just setting all this stuff up so that you could, you know, make Trump supporters look bad and and they could use it as justification to not investigate any of this stuff. You know, they could just they could make this January 6th thing happen. And and then all of a sudden that that becomes the story and no longer are they actually going to have people object to the votes and no longer are they actually going to air the evidence in front of the cameras of what happened. But and not only that, they can 
shut down Washington, D.C. to scare people even more. I mean, the more and the more that stuff that comes out about this January 6th protest, the more it seems like the FBI and the CIA and the NSA had something to do with it. They they pushed people into this. Probably, probably the FBI, because I think they're the ones who are, you know, they're the ones who are um, out there looking for these people that they want to try to, you know, they're trying to find terrorists and all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. So and, they're out and, there, they're out there, you know, they're given the, they're given the people, you know, the Muslims, the, the bomb making materials that they think are bomb making materials. And then they put together the bombs and then they give it back to the guy and the guy's an FBI agent and then they arrest him. You know, and then they're telling them, you know, they're sending them shit that's radicalizing them. And then all of a sudden they arrest him and, and had they left him alone, he probably would have been an, you know, a normal person. Yeah, we're not saying that that's happening, though. Well, I mean, you don't know. I mean, maybe FBI, maybe Q is FBI. Or maybe, I I don't know about it, you know, but the January 6th is being used as an excuse for everything right now. Like, they're talking about how, uh, you know, we need to shadow ban people on Twitter and Facebook and um, you know, all this stuff needs to happen because of January 6th and people, and people don't realize at most there was like 400 people. And that's if you were including the people that the cops let in, uh, at, at a certain point and you had like the 80 year old Mima walking around looking at the, the, all the pictures, uh, you know, or all the paintings and everything like that. Um, I don't know. It, I'd I'd like to see more evidence of of the people who were, um, uh, doing damage, um, because it doesn't doesn't seem like there was a lot of them. Although I do remember that one video of it looked like twenty thirty people like pushing against the guards in unison, um, and then you hear Ashley Babbitt. Um, now there's talk that, you know, they you know. Um, originally had said that, you know, uh, that was a line that they weren't supposed to cross because there was, there was people, um, there were, um, senators and representatives just down that hallway. And now it's being, I, I guess that's been told as a lie. Um, yeah, they, they, they all evacuated. None of them were in the building when they came in. Yeah. So I don't know. I just... And and again, we're we're gonna charge, you know, the Brooklyn Park police officer who was trying to apprehend uh, somebody running away and accidentally shot, um, you know, a person, and they want to charge her with, you know, uh, second degree, uh, second degree intentional manslaughter or or murder, um, and say that it was intentional. Yet the guy who shot Ashley Babbitt, his name isn't even being uh, released to the public. And, and, and this is the thing that I've said from the very beginning, those just need to be treated the same. If you don't want to charge the guy who shot Ashley Babbitt, because, Hey, that was a line that they weren't supposed to cross. That's fine. Then you really shouldn't be charging the police officer in Brooklyn center who accidentally shot, shot somebody that pulled over for a traffic stop that had a, you know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it, you can't have two separate rules because you know, for, for these things or, 
you know, if you're going to charge the police officers that, that push the, um, um, old guy down, um, you know, during the riots, uh, and say that, you know, they abuse their power. Well, then you got to do the same thing for the guy that shot Ashley Babbitt too. Right. Or release his name. Yeah. I mean, you got, you got a guy who shoots a gentle knife wielding giant, you know, for trying to stab another girl. And the guy's name is out there before the, the girl hits the ground. Yeah. And, and then you got guy, LeBron saying that he's yeah. next. And then, but, but this Capitol police officer who shoots this woman, who's obviously unarmed and basically occupied at that point. I mean, she, She's climbing through a window. She mm-hmm. she obviously can't draw a weapon when she's climbing through a broken glass window. Mm-hmm. And he shoots her. When there's when there's a freaking SWAT team behind her. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's so so dumb. If they if there was a threat there, they should have arrested her there. The SWAT yeah. team that was right there. Yeah. But you know, okay. So going back to the story, this guy is basically on record calling for this over and over, calling for what happened. Well, I mean, not, I mean, he's calling for more, but he's on the record. I'm sure he was there. I I guess I don't know exactly. I have to find it, but if he was there or not, but he called for this to happen over and over again. He called for, you know, he basically said, storm the Capitol. There's not enough fencing in the world that can stop a million people from storming the Capitol. You know, yeah. he's calling for all this stuff. And, you know, they're they're like they're charging people who weren't even in the building who were standing by watching with crimes. Mm-hmm. But this guy's not getting charged. What? Yeah, yeah there's something fishy there. Definitely. I mean, either this guy has ratted everybody out and he's done it multiple times, which doesn't make any sense at all, or he, uh, or he's working for the feds. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think they just they need to figure out what happened in January sixth from this angle, not from the security angle, because obviously they knew what was going to happen. The. Yeah. I mean, Trump said you need more security. There was a request for more security, and Nancy Pelosi said no, which red flag there. And then all this stuff happens, and nobody's armed. <laughs> like, yeah. nobody's armed. Not only that, but there's a guy who laid pipe bombs everywhere, I guess. And nobody has any idea who that guy was. Yeah, the, um, well, apparently they're trying to, they want to get a commission going just like they had the 9-11 commission now they want to have a, a january 6th commission to see who you know have a full investigation on on what happened they the senate um, already did it and they were, and yeah. they were like i mean they're, yeah, this, this way they can waste more money and drag this out a little further yeah gotta, gotta get gotta get it to the midterms you know the, the liberals will not ever let this go i i i would just saw you know, this gal who turned sideways, what was her name, Gwen Berry, or whatever, during the National oh, yeah. Anthem, which yep. we'll talk about more later. But anyways, I was just reading comments on it, you know, and everyone, get the hell out of here, get the hell 
out of here and all the liberals. Well, what about January 6th? What about January 6th? It's like, <laughs> it has nothing to do with Gwen Berry or the Olympics. I mean, it was six months ago. Get over it. <laughs> you know, it, it, it comes up all the time. I see it on people commenting about January 6th all the time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right. It's probably, probably time to move on from this story. Um, so our list for the week is um, four movie heroes that could not, or uh, I don't know. What was it, Mark? It was four movie heroes that would be villains today. So like if you were watching this movie today, you you would think of these movie heroes as villains. So I'll, I'll how about we do it this way? Um, I'll give you uh, the, the, quote-unquote hero from the movie you guys discuss and then i'll give you what what they said about it does that work i watched the i watched the clip oh okay um i don't know if you did richie but no the first one the first one i'll 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 lead off with the first one because this one this one annoyed me the most because like i i don't know the first one was basically the the hoosiers basketball team from the movie hoosiers and the coach (laughs) the coach from the movie. And yeah. the guy's like reasoning for it was like, um, they were one, they weren't a real team like in the, in the movie. Well, there was a team that it was based off of. And the team that it was based off of was an all white team in rural Indiana, which is the reason why the movie was made that this small, because back, back in the fifties, when this was supposedly took place, Indiana didn't have a class system. So, this rural Indiana basketball team somehow won the state championship when they really shouldn't have because teams, towns and teams that were, you know, like it, uh, it would be like, it would be like Apple. Uh, it would be like Minneapolis, Minnesota versus, um, you know, what's a, a Walnut Grove, Minnesota. No, <laughs> yeah. actually this did happen in Minnesota also. Okay. Yeah. Edgerton won the state championship with five players. Oh wow! Yeah, but they was played. was there classes though? I don't think there was. It it was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um. Either way, either way, it's a significant. Even if there was classes, I mean, you yeah. get just just enough people to fill out a team, and they won. But yeah. it's but basically Goliath. Yeah. But but basically, what what this guy's biggest problem was is. One, the coach was mean. Oh my God, it's a mean coach. Get over it. I mean, that's kind of the point of a basketball coach. And then, uh, you know, he basically he wanted he wanted uh, one of the players to be on the basketball team versus get an arts class or some bullshit. Which <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure art paid awesome in the fifties. Well, I mean, and- seriously. And also, he was trying to say that, like, he has a talent for basketball and he shouldn't waste it because this, you know, high school sports are the probably the only time somebody will ever get that feeling of being the top of the heap, you know, like the, um, you know, really going out there and, and achieving something huge like that. And it's true. I mean, a lot of that's why you have so many people who want to relive their glory days of high school is because. They were probably the star quarterback. They were a big fish in a tiny pond, and they were and they were on the they were they were revered at that time, right? So 
that that was the point that coach was making was is like don't take that away from somebody this is the time for him to make his mark in his hometown and and you want him to waste his talents and well you should be allowed to follow your dreams well sometimes the adults know what's better for the children you know that's that's why i get so annoyed with these people who you know, are like, well, we, we need to let the children lead. No, you're the adult. You lead. You know, give them, give them the, the benefit of your knowledge. And then, and then another thing, another thing that was super annoying about it was the team that they beat was an, I guess, an all-black team from the real, the real team. was mm-hmm. an all-black team from South Bend, Indiana, where the it was the only school that black players were or black students were allowed to attend so the so the team was all black so they beat this team to win the champ or to make it to the championship or win the championship whatever and the this black this all black team won the next two years what does that have to do with anything i mean seriously it was the 50s like who cares yeah, yeah. i mean they won the next two years can't you be happy with that yeah, why don't why don't we make a movie about how that how that South Bend team that we took no time for character development and why don't we why don't we have it at the end of the movie that they beat this team the next two years after all the seniors graduated? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's part that was movie. his point though. That was his point exactly. They should have made that movie instead. Yeah. Well, that's not an impressive. Mo- I mean, it it kind of is a feel good story, but it's not as impressive as a small town winning the national winning the state basketball championship in in a state where there's no class system so it's relatively impossible i mean that's that's a story so so to maybe sum it up they rather than focusing on david versus goliath we should have focused on race i mean it's almost like it's almost like if you take a 15 year old you know boys local soccer club and you put him against, you know, the U.S. Women's National Team, and the 15-year-old boys women's soccer team, or men's, sorry, boys soccer team beats the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team by like nine points. Yeah. And then they do the story about the U.S. Women's Soccer Team. Yeah. <laughs> True story. They yeah. weren't trying though. Yeah, they weren't <laughs> trying my ass. Well, that's what makes a champion a champion. If Michael Jordan would have been playing against those kids, he would have been blocking every shot, <laughs> you know, flapping his jaw, making sure that kid knew not to drive the lane when he's standing there. You know, that's what that's what made Michael great. And yeah, they they lost to some fifteen year olds. <laughs> kid, kid, give up your NBA dream. You just don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the second one on there is uh super bad Jonah Hill um character and about how like super bad is all about objectifying women and he wants to get this girl drunk um to have sex with her and you know it you know, he when he confesses it later, she's like, "Oh, shucks, you don't need to get me drunk to do that," and blows his shot with her, um, and and you know just how horrible of a storyline it is, you know. And uh, let's let's not forget that the that the title of the thing is for movie heroes. 
Yeah. Who would be oh, villains? Okay. Um, I hate to break it to people, but 16-year-old girls like to have sex, too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know. She maybe probably she, didn't. Maybe she didn't mind being taken advantage of also. Or, you know. Or she was getting drunk so that she could make some bad decisions. Or the... It, it, or the storyline is Jonah Hill doesn't understand women and and uh, um, you know kind of a he's he's a stupid kid making a a, a stupid um, you know a stupid boyish decision right like as you get older getting somebody drunk to 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 have sex with them isn't something that you do. It's not, you know, it's not unless you're Bill Cosby. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, you know, like it, you know, if a woman is actually drunk and probably, you know, you're more like the, um, what's the other character who doesn't want to have sex with a girl because she is drunk and falling down and is like, Hey, we probably shouldn't do this because you are drunk. Right. Yeah, Cause that is the actual, Yeah. Because that is actually the the gentlemanly thing to do. It doesn't make him the villain. It just makes him a dumbass that needs to understand that, you know, hey, this isn't what you do. Uh, that's that's not a relationship. It's like it, it's like him saying the stupid crap uh, of of uh, you know he's going to go down on her for several hours and that was going to make her smitten. You know, like like it's just I don't know. I, I guess I guess uh I guess I don't I don't see him as a bad guy. I just see him as as um you know immature. immature. Perfect. Yeah, and he's not a hero. He's just in the movie. The movie is about three kids. Yeah, the movie is about nothing. It, it's yeah. just, it, it's like days and confused. I mean, it's days and confused over again. It's just we got to find a way to get to the party and we got to get some booze to get it there. You know, that's the whole movie. Well, and I, and I do think that if you do make that movie as he gets her drunk and and she's passed out and he has sex with her, that does ruin the movie. <laughs> you know, like, then that, that yeah. is him being a bad guy. But him not understanding, and I think that's what, what our point was, right? Like, he's not understanding that that's not, that's not a good thing and that... um you know, that if he was just himself, he could probably start to date her. Right. So. Which is not true at all. But. <laughs> and so, so, so the third hero, in quotation marks, who, uh, who would have been on there was American Pie. Basically the American Pie movie. So he kind of, st- he kind of leads out with the, there are four guys trying to get trying to get laid before they graduate high school. And then it goes into the Nadia scene where uh, they they set up a webcam and then they broadcast the whole thing. And they're not even sorry when she gets sent back home. Which I don't even remember that in the movie. That was just kind of an aside. Yeah. That's how he heard about female characters, Darren. Yeah. Sexist. <laughs> Sorry, Rich. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it, she gets sent back because the the mom or somebody sees the the webcam video, correct? Yeah, yeah. I should, I should know this since I've seen the movie eight million times. But but it's like um, one sentence in the whole. Yeah, movie. He, he goes, "Oh, Nadia got sent back to wherever she came from," and then it, they they just move on and start talking about the band chick. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and so I mean, you know. They're saying, well, how horrible Jim is because he doesn't even care. And I don't think it's that he doesn't care. It's it's he's going through his own uh, humiliation over this whole thing. And yes, granted, yes, doing videotaping somebody without their consent is not a good thing, you know. But again, he's an immature, like what, 16 year old, you know. Like that doesn't get it, and no, it shouldn't be idolized. But but when you're a kid, you don't have the brain capacity to realize, hey, this might be really bad, um, you know, to to videotape somebody and let my friends watch it and look at it, right? And and the other thing is, um, uh, you know, it, it's not the moral of the story. The moral of the story is. Uh, you know, these four friends, like you know, the kid from Rookie of the Year, I forget his kid, the kid's name, he wants to push the relationship for more and ends up ruining it. So don't push people past what they need to do. Casanova, um, you know, wants to wants to to just get with somebody right away, and then he realizes, wait, if you stop and you learn more about this person you might learn more about yourself and actually have a loving relationship on top of that shipwreck uh storyline is is all about if you try to be somebody that you're not you'll end up being found out as a fraud um and and end up being alone so just be yourself and be comfortable with that and you'll and you'll end up finding somebody and and then jason big's character is if you try to force something that that doesn't need to be forced, you're you're going to end up realizing that uh, you're going to end up having a bad relationship because he ends up getting used and realizing like, hey, maybe that that wasn't such a good thing in the long run, you know. That's the moral of those stories. It's not to say, hey, each one of these is 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 a good person. No, it's four different ways of looking at relationships and how they probably how you should probably uh, uh, view these things that in the end, um, what's his name? Chris Klein. Yeah. Casanova. Yeah. 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 Like was probably the, the way to go in the end because he's the only one happy in the end. Yeah. Yeah. And let's not forget that uh, Stifler's mom has sex with the shipwreck. And that's probably the most villainous thing in the whole movie. But she yeah. takes advantage. Takes, takes yeah. advantage of a horny kid. Exactly. You know, and we don't know if he's 18 or not. So Yeah. He probably is because they're graduating, but still. Anyway. And so then the fourth movie was um Dirty Harry, which I mean it's Dirty Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not supposed to be a hero. He's kind of the anti-hero. 
you know, he's he does what needs to get done, but he doesn't do it in the right way. Well, yeah, that's that's the point of his name. He does the dirty jobs that nobody else wants to do for the right reasons. Yeah. And then and then he's like he's like talking about how he kills people and how he rests, how he basically doesn't like anyone. Like he says he doesn't like anyone. But then they but then they single out the one time that he that he goes after some black people and they single that out. But most of the movies he's going after white guys. But they single out the black people for some reason. It's almost well, like they're racist. <laughs> well, and also like they show that scene and they mischaracterize it. So there's two times in the movie that he gives that famous, you know, line of that this is a Magnum 44 handgun, the most powerful handgun in the world, it can blow your head clean off. And did I fire five shots or six? Or I bet you're asking yourself, did I fire five shots or six? Right. So there's two times in the movie that he says that. And so in the first time, it's the bank robber is going for his shotgun, and he gives them this line, and then the guy goes, "Uh, no, I better not," and he kicks the shotgun away to Dirty Harry, right? And then Dirty Harry starts to walk away because the cops are going to show up to arrest him. And then the guy goes, I guess to know. And, you know, and he comes back and he pulls the trigger and it clicks. So the whole, the whole reason for that, for that um, uh, scene is that he's basically bluffing the guy of like, don't reach for the loaded shotgun and shoot me because I'll shoot you first. Even though Her- dirty Harry knows that he's out. Right. So it's him bluffing the guy, not that he was aiming the gun at this black person for racist reasons. That's not, that's not what happens in that scene. And then, and then in the, it, then when he does it at the end, it is the white terrorist guy. Um, uh, and, and you know he he adds he adds into that famous line, and honestly, I've lost count myself, which means that before he didn't lose count, he knew he was out. Um, and then and then obviously the guy goes for the gun, he blows him away, and roll credits. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's dirty, Harry. I mean, the guy's not supposed to be a hero. That's kind of the point. So. You're wrong. It's he's not a hero. But anyway. Um, all right. So let's move on to the movie. The movie of the week is Idiocracy. What'd you guys think? Was anyone well, else You go Rich? No, no, go ahead. Was anyone else scared for how many parallels there are to today's society? Well, yeah, and then just the, um, you know, the the fact we can't figure out what to do with our garbage, <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> I mean, that, that, right off the bat, like, that's the first thing, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, you, you got a good point, and, you know, we're, we're worried about finding a cure for baldness, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of other pre- pressing things. Yeah. You know, and Erica was telling me today that the first sex change happened in like 1950 something. Really? Yeah, and I and I'm thinking, 
for for 60 or 70 years you know we've been doing that and and we're not even close to finding a cure for cancer you know yeah you know oh go no i mean i i I just it just dumbfounds me how how you know we're so worried about little things and not not and we should be worried more about some some of the bigger things you know well, and what got me though was like, okay, so they make fun of the way that he talks because he's speaking proper English, and there are and they all speak like some weird dialect, um, you know, and they and they get mad at him when he speaks because they think that he's talking down to them. Well, that's what's going on right now with all these you know, changing the language to, to be different things. And, and I'm upset with you if you don't use, you know, this language. And, and, uh, there was something just recently that, that like, um, you know, looking down on somebody because they're, they don't use the correct grammar or use the correct word is, is white supremacist. And it's like, well, I mean, that's, that's a parallel right there. And then you got the, the scene with the, uh, you know where they're trying to figure out what's wrong with the plants and and it's like well um plants crave the electrolytes well brando. that's brando yeah um so we we pour this brando which is basically Gatorade onto the plants to make them grow but it's killing the plants well but it has electrolytes i mean that's the whole science uh, uh, debate that that they talk about right now with climate change of like, hey, can you give me any definitive answer that that climate change is being done by uh, man? Well, carbon's going into the air, okay, but is the carbon causing the earth to to warm? It's a greenhouse gas, so is it causing the earth to warm? Well, of course it is. You know, it's science. You know, like. We can't have a debate or talk about it. He, I mean, he he eventually has to to you know come up with some stupid reason to why the plants uh, that he can talk to plants and that they really want water, and of course that's causing the the crops to grow, right? And and then down to the politician that has no real ideas, but is just the loudest speaker, and therefore people follow him. Um, and it and it does seem to be you know. What's what? his name, Mark? Um, Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, it's it's like when The Rock does become president, this is what it, it's going to turn into, right? Yeah, that's well. What's what's hilarious is I I was I was kind of watching some some stuff on it because Mike Judge, like he had done a couple things in the movie that that had turned out to be true already oh god so like when he was looking for like footwear for the movie he uh he wanted like plastic footwear for futuristic for the movie uh Mm -hmm. because it because it was futuristic looking and it was cheap so he bought a bunch of crocs and that was before people started wearing crocs so he had gotten a bunch of like cheap crocs and people were wearing them in the movie and then like two or three years later like Crocs take off. And then on top of that, there's so there was there's a scene in the movie where everybody's laughing at just an ass on the screen farting. Yeah. One best picture. 
Yeah, one best picture. Well, he, he he came up with this idea for the shot, and he's like, well, I'm going to take it to this, I think it was a university or something. He's just like, I'm going to have a whole bunch of students in the university, and then I'm going to put it on the screen, and I'm going to have them laugh at it. Well, he didn't tell them to laugh at it. He just put it on the screen, and they just all started to laugh. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, I, I don't know. And and I guess I guess uh, no, another interesting fact about the movie is, uh, you know how they got the Costco. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Costco. I love you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're going in. But like, so he got them to. So basically, he he basically said he was gonna put all these. Like he got a bunch of franchises like Subway and Costco Hardee's. to be in Hardee's to be in the movie. And then they ended up finding out that, like, they're not portrayed well in the movie. (laughs) And that's kind of half the reason why this movie never really got a release. I mean, they, I think it it made almost no money on the release. It made like 40 grand or something because Fox tried to bury it because the advertisers didn't want it to be released. And not only that, but you could you really couldn't even find it in theaters. Like a lot of theaters were calling it the untitled Mike Judge movie. But yeah, and like the movie poster, they never released a movie poster for it. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. So so basically they tried to bury the movie. And the movie's insanely funny and accurate. Like the yeah. beginning is hilarious. Well, and also just the mega corporations. That's the other thing that this movie has gotten right. Like, you know, they they stop using Brando and it and it fires half the half the country and so that causes the economy to tank. Well, that's the whole reason why you have uh all you know, rules against a monopoly or an oligarchy or is it no, not an oligarchy. What is it? Uh what is it when it's not a true monopoly but it's like oligopoly? oligopoly thank you um you know it it's um the reason why you do that is is so that a company uh can't be so big that it would that it would take down the country with it right um and so now you have amazon which is worth well did they say something about like facebook is now worth like one trillion dollars as well yeah well google and microsoft are both worth two trillion Wow, that really escalated. Or sorry, Apple and Microsoft. I don't know what Google's worth. It's probably worth close to that. Yeah, it's got to be. So, I mean, you got these companies that are worth two trillion, one trillion dollars, and and if you know they they are the the they're bigger than most countries, right? Um, yeah. Well, you got to think about it though. Google can Google can change. Like, if you have a product. And Google bans you or makes or doesn't like you, they can screw I mean they can they can bankrupt you. Yeah. Same with Facebook. I mean Facebook do stuff to bankrupt you. Well, that's what they did to Parler. Amazon, Google, and Apple all got together. Parler was worth what what was it, five hundred million dollars at the time? It was like an up and coming. Twitter didn't like the competition. They made up a reason to to ban it. And a five hundred million dollar company was gone overnight. Overnight. Yeah. So I mean, like when you talk about like 
these these corporations taking over i mean that's that's exactly what idiocracy was warning slash making fun about um that in the breeding that that is too true i mean again that's the world population declining because because people are choosing to have less children because they they want a certain style of life um and 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 then but you know then you got people who probably shouldn't be passing along their dna like cletus um who has like 27 children you know mm-hmm. uh, i watched mari <laughs> yeah all right let's move on to the worst persons of the week um richie who do you got well i got the great uh what was her name andrea or yeah, jenkins. andrea jenkins who's a member of the Minneapolis city council and got a little taste of her own medicine yesterday when she got stopped in her vehicle by protesters <laughs> and they made her sign a piece of paper with their demands on it, um, <laughs> which was just hilarious. Cause I, I, I don't know if they thought that, you know, they, if they get her to sign this, it, it's it's law because you know one uh, city council member <laughs> signed a piece of paper with our demands on it. I don't know. I mean, it just shows you how stupid protesters are. Well, not only that, but it's kidnapping. Yeah, and what was it? She was she sat there for like an hour. I think is what I had read on the well, one. She thing. said it was an hour. She said it was or ninety minutes. She said that she was held captive for ninety minutes. But I watched the full video. It was like 20 minutes long. Yeah. So, and and maybe she was detained before that. I don't want to say that she's lying, but it wouldn't be the first time she lied. So so here's the six demands. Um, Civilian Police Accountability Commission, the CPAC, they want to call it. That that sounds like an expensive... uh, Sleep at, uh, yeah. Yeah. It just sounds expensive. I mean, another commission to make sure police do this right and do that right. And then they want to reopen death investigations involving police. All of them. Double jeopardy, Richie. Yeah. Dropping charges in the in the 2020 protests. More transparency in the Winston Smith's death. Can, and... can, I, can I ask, are they even prosecuting anyone in the 2020 cases well every time they do that minnesota freedom fund just bails them out anyways yeah so mm-hmm. i mean yeah anyway sorry yeah. I didn't... no that's fine um more transparency to winston winston smith's death the resignation of uh minneapolis mayor jacob fry and to leave george for george floyd square alone yeah so and then, I think, I, I mean, Fry. He's. Why do they hate him? I mean, I thought he was. I guess he's he's against the defund the police movement. I'll, so I'll give you one why. guess. I'll give you one reason. He's, he's white. white. Yeah. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head, Rich. Too though, he, they they invited him down last year after the George Floyd incident, um, and and. I will give this to J- Jacob Fry. He had the guts 
in a big crowd like this, I mean, obviously Jenkins didn't because she was just like, yep, yep, whatever you want. Yep, yep. You know, until they get to the, uh, will you will you fire Jacob Fry? And she's like, well, that's on you guys to do, you know, like trying to be smart about it. And that's when tempers flare. Jacob Fry was in the middle of a, of, of, of a very loud, angry, aggressive crowd. And they were like, well, you agree to defund police. And he's like, I can't stand with you on that. We need police. They're a very important part of our, of our community. Get out, get out now then, you know, and the, like he, he's getting yelled at and screamed at as he's like walking back to his apartment. Right now, Jacob Fry is an idiot. Um, somebody who's playing office, but that's, that's why they hate him so much. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't that when he started crying too? Oh, probably. Yeah, I, th- I think he was walking away and he was crying a little bit because they were making fun of him about that too. Um, but well, yeah, I I love your point though that they were like, "You see this? She signed and dated it." <laughs> okay? And did you see the piece of paper? It was like it was like a scrap piece of paper that somebody just wrote down six demands on. It's yeah. lunacy. I would have signed it if I was her. I would have signed it right away. Yeah, I'll sign that. Very, give it to me, you know. And then they would have got out of my way, and I would have went went about my my business, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I believe in all of this. Um, look at it. She signed it. It says, "Go fuck yourself." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it's it's. I mean, they deserve it. I'm glad I live out here and I don't have to worry about it. <clears throat> that she doesn't represent you. Yeah, right. and just the the mess that it is Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And you get your very own rocks and cows. Yeah, and we got rocks and cows out here. Yeehaw. All right. Well, my worst person of the week is Matt Hancock. And uh, Matt Hancock is the architect of the UK lockdown. Um, he was forced to resign, or he, I guess he resigned from his position after it came to light, and some very interesting security camera footage came to light of when he was told, when he told all of the British citizens to stay home and don't even shake other people's hands, it was found out that he was uh, shaking his um, thingy with his uh, secretary, who is married, and he's married, not to each other. <laughs> so basically, so basically, when he was supposed to not be out and not be doing anything, you know, not not shaking people's hands, having masks on all the time, he was uh, having sex with his secretary. I like to call it canoodling. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I put it. Why? Why is it all these people have sex with their secretary? Like, it always gets found out. It's always the wrong thing to do. Let me first preface that. Like, right, you shouldn't cheat on you shouldn't cheat on your spouse. That's horrible. Um, but two, it's like it always seems to happen like it's a powerful guy or woman and they sleep with their assistant slash secretary. And it's so cliche, I just don't understand how that becomes cliche. Yeah. Well, how does it happen? You know, like one day, do you walk in and just ask them? You want to? Yeah. You want? You want to bang? 
Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> like, like, how do you build up to it? You know? Do you, oh, you just, like, you'd be tripping, like, grab her boobs once. And, oh, geez, those kind of feel nice. I mean, I mean, I, I just, I, I guess I'm kind of Oops. a... I'm a quiet person normally, so it, it's hard for me to um, understand. Imagine. Yeah, just just that. Just to be so brazen to be like, bend over the desk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get it. But uh, yeah, so basically this guy's done. Hopefully he never works again because he deserves it. Yeah. But yeah. I'm sure he will. Well, wait, did he keep his mask on at all times? No. Maybe they were six oh, feet away. No, no, they were doing it doggy style. Remember yeah. that came out a while ago? That's oh, that right. Was, that was the Philadelphia, or that was the Pennsylvania secretary who is now the secretary for the United States for health or whatever. Oh, yeah, the secretary. The, the guy that looks, the girl that looks like a guy because yeah. he is yeah. one. Well, Penguin. And, and he was just—he was just following the science. Come on, yeah. The doggy style uh, is fine. Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna be in an orgy, don't kiss people. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. Don't make eye contact. <laughs> well, that's just a rule, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> More at. Yep, uh, look into my eyes as you thrust into her. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, why would I be looking at you? <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. All right, Mark, who's your worst person of the week? Uh, so I had a hard time uh, choosing. Uh, it's either Ollie London, and maybe you guys can decide for me here, but it's either Ollie London, who is, I guess, a TikToker. I've never heard of this person before. Um, but they came out as transnational. <laughs> so What's that mean? Let's just so go that... with that one because uh, I think the <laughs> other one's been beaten to death. She 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 didn't face the flag when she Gwen Barry, she didn't face the flag when she won. Got third place. Yeah, she yeah. got third place and whatever. Who cares? She's been yeah. it's been beaten to death. If you don't want to represent a country, don't want to represent a country. It's not that hard. So, yep, okay, yep. so Ollie London, what was a transnational? <laughs> yeah. So they were they they were born in Britain, but they have always found themselves to be South Korean. <laughs> and so this Ollie London had surgery to to have his eyes be more um uh, be more of the characteristics. I'm trying to be safe here because the I find this offensive actually, but he had surgery, or she had surgery. I can't remember um, the pronoun that they prefer, but surgery to have their eyes uh, look more uh, Asian. So she, so they had the reverse Julie Chen. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I guess I never realized how Julie Chen's eyes are. Or well, but anyway. Um, so they, so I don't know about you guys, but I find that extremely racist of like, now I'm Korean because I, my eyes are more slanted. Isn't that like what everyone gets in trouble for? Um, like, like 
making fun of or let right? Yeah, I mean you are correct about that. Um <laughs> I think a- we all you know <laughs> Mark put it best. I am transnational too. I identify as Scottish. <laughs> Why? Why do I identify as Scottish, Mark? I, I don't know why. Because if it's not Scottish, it's crap. <laughs> <laughs> we have our own karate over there. It's called fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly headbutting somebody and then kicking them while they're down. But <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, uh, the backlash of this guy um, was uh, gal was pretty swift. Um, and and guess where the backlash was coming from. South Koreans, I don't know. The trans community. Oh, yeah. Because they were like, you can't be transnational. You know, you can't just take somebody's uh, culture and 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 characteristics about them and say that you feel like you're that person because you you weren't born in that country. You weren't you weren't born into that culture, which. I don't know. That sounds awful like like what their points are for being yeah, male or female, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um so I don't know. I guess I I find it all offensive. <laughs> Is that the right way to be on this? <laughs> well, I mean Megan Rapinoe was didn't she tweet something about you shouldn't be like that, you look more Asian or something? Didn't we talk about that last week? Maybe this is all cover for her. Yeah, I, I heard she's trans show poodle. Oh, pink hair and uh, yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. Yeah, I, that's nuts. That you would have surgery to change your eyes. <clears throat> Another thing South Park called with the trans episode of South Park, where Kyle wants to be a black basketball player so he gets like he gets like stuff put in his knees and then they like shatter and he's black and he's tall <laughs> and then what Kyle's dad I can't remember what his name is but he he wants to be a dolphin anyway yeah I just it's I don't know. Uh, maybe this is going to be something that down the line will be seen as as bigots for. Of course, you can be transnational. This person identifies as Russian because they're an asshole. Well, maybe they got to get somewhere, so they're, <gasps> so they're Russian. Yeah. Oh. I'll be here all week. <laughs> um. All right, I think that brings us to the end of the show. Um, if anybody wants to have any comments, uh, questions, concerns, whatever, um, you can email me at Darren at the Fewcast, D A R I N at the Fewcast.com, or you can tweet us at Few Podcast at F E W P O D C A S T. And um, yeah, give us a good rating, I guess, too. So if you if you can hear this, rate us well. Until next week, have a good week, I guess.